Bro. Welcome back to another episode on When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. This episode marks exactly one year doing this podcast. And it's absolutely incredible. So I asked the guys to give me their biggest moment of the last year. We started February 3rd, 2020. So I gave them the 2020 Rumble to the 2021 Rumble as a big match. Give me a big moment, big match. Hope you stay tuned and enjoy our choices for the biggest moments of the past year in our podcast. I want to give a huge shout out to everyone that has helped with this podcast. Whether it was input, recording, doesn't make a difference. You all offered suggestions and it's been able... We reached this week 4,800 total plays in our first year. We're in 13 different countries. Almost 25 states and Washington, D.C. Had you told me this on February 3rd, 2020, I would have called you a liar. My first goal was 100 plays. I'm at close to 5,000 plays right now with a podcast. I could not do it without you all. This thing started as a way to help me combat my anxiety and depression. My buddy started a podcast and I thought, you know what? I don't like talking about wrestling. Let's go ahead. And I, I recorded the Royal Rumble recap just off a whim. I just I didn't know who would listen to it, who would do anything about it. And I caught the fever, and I loved it. Today is our 98th episode. And I can't thank everyone who's been involved enough for everything that they've done. This podcast has allowed me an escape from reality, even for a short little bit. So I think each and every one of you that has offered any bit of knowledge, insight, content, I owe you all a huge thank you. So let's start off tonight with Matty Ice's biggest moment of the past year. This happened at WrestleMania 36 between John Cena and The Fiend Bray Wyatt. You're going to hear the promo, but the match itself was Matty Ice's favorite thing. I mean, we had clips of Cena turning heel and being a member of the NWO. We had to harken back to Saturday Night Main Event. We had so many big, interesting moments in this match that none of us knew what was going to happen. It was complete crapshoot of what was going to happen. Nobody had a clue what to expect. And these guys sold it a great match. Ended with The Fiend beating John Cena to make up for six years prior when Cena pinned Bray Wyatt in New Orleans. But enjoy the promo, because this was Matty Ice's favorite moment of the past year. Because I believe in what I said. WWE needs to invest in its future. In my opinion, Bray Wyatt is not that future. <laughs> it's good to see you again, John. <laughs> you don't really think we think that you care about the future, do we? <laughs> I mean, John Cena cares about John Cena, right? Six years ago, WrestleMania, you, you took something from me. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. 
One day I, I stopped fighting the voices. You had your chance. You failed against John Cena. And I started listening to him. And I realize now, if it wasn't for John Cena, the Firefly Funhouse, it wouldn't even exist. You broke me, John, but the fiend, he put me back together. In fact, he wants you to step into our world of madness and mayhem. A world where everything goes and the fun never ends. So he is officially challenging you to a Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania. This WrestleMania match is going to accomplish what should have happened six years ago. Ending the existence of the most overhyped, overvalued, overprivileged WWE superstar. He is waiting at WrestleMania. The Fiend has dominated the WWE landscape with uncertainty, fear, and panic. It's going to be a slaughter. I will not panic. I sure as hell am not afraid. At WrestleMania, I expose the Fiend as an embarrassment! Next up, we have the first of three from Mr. Straight Edge. His favorite moment and biggest moment, he said they don't compare to anything, is The Undertaker's Farewell. Survivor Series 2020, The Undertaker officially retired from WWE. The only thing I wish had this been in front of a live crowd. He had his friends and legends come back for the ring, and then he had his own like 10-minute entrance that was done, and it was great. And there'll never be another character like The Undertaker. But I still wish he would have got his farewell in front of a live crowd. But enjoy Taker's farewell speech. My time has come. To let The Undertaker rest in peace. Next up is Yawn Man's favorite and biggest moment of the past year. WrestleMania 36, first night main event, the Boneyard match. AJ Styles had called out The Undertaker for weeks and weeks. Taker returned, beat him in Saudi Arabia. For the two-egg mountain trophy or whatever it was. These two set up a phenomenal cinematic match. I mean, there's there's no words to describe the Boneyard match except for it was match of the year. That That's how big it was. Taker's retirement match was match of the year. AJ Styles... Told a great story. Taker told a great story. He returned as the American Badass. It was pretty cool. The Boneyard match. It had great cliffhangers. Phenomenal cliffhangers. Including Taker being in the tombstone, or being in the ground in the grave. And you hear... Yes. 
ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And of course, that epic moment. And I remember watching it and all of us freaked out. All of us freaked out because I was like, wait a minute. This this is such a cool... A cinematic match to me was pretty dang cool. But it was it allowed Taker to take as minimal bumps as possible and to still look like a rock star. I mean, they said they filmed this overnight and Taker and AJ and Gallows and Anderson worked very, very hard for this match. Such a classic match and it'll be shared for years and years and years going down the road. But this is how it ended. Taker beats AJ to win the Boneyard match and to bury AJ Styles. And of course, we harken back to a, I want to say Survivor Series, where Taker gets buried alive. You see that glove reach up through the dirt. Such a great homage by AJ Styles. And you hear Taker ride off in the sunset on his bike. Great. The cowboy finally rode off. No better way to honor The Undertaker than with the Boneyard match as his final match. So I want to take a break in the middle of this podcast and give a huge shout out to the gentleman that joined me on this podcast, Mr. Straight Edge, who joined last May, Matty Ice, Yawn Man, and my little brother, Little Cuz, who've been along for the entire ride. Without these four guys... I could not do this podcast the whole time. We have five different mindsets when it comes to the wrestling business, and that offers a unique experience when doing this podcast. But I could not do it without them, and I thank them so much for just agreeing to help me with this project. It is something I never would have anticipated happening, as successful as it has been. And while it may seem minimal and minuscule to some people, to us it's incredible that someone wants to listen to five doofuses talk about pro wrestling. And I want to thank each and every one of them. I want to thank you guys for all that you have done to help with this podcast. So thank you and let's keep it going. Next up is Mr. Straight Edge's second moment of the year.
And I'll, I'll agree, this is probably the biggest pop since the Hardy Boys returned to WrestleMania. Number 21 entrant in the 2020 Royal Rumble was Edge. And you're going to hear the moment right after this. But none of us expected it. None of us anticipated Edge returning for the Royal Rumble. Well, none of us anticipated him wrestling ever again. And to get this huge pop in front of a live crowd was perfect. Was perfect. And, of course, he ended up fighting Orton at Mania and then at the greatest wrestling match ever. Yeah. But Edge's return was a phenomenal moment for 2020. Who's it going to be? Next up is Little Cousins or Joe's favorite moment of the year. This was Clash of Champions 2020, an IC ladder match, which to me was the best ladder match we've had probably since NXT TakeOver, and they did the six-man match for the North American title. I mean, this match was Sami Zayn, the champion before he before quarantine, Hardy, and AJ Styles. So I want to say it was the current champion. Could be wrong. Had a 50-50 shot. This match had anything from Hardy awkwardly crashing to the outside. Sami Zayn run handcuffs through the ladder and then through Jeff Hardy's piercing in his ear. Edge Styles flung over backwards on the ladder. Uh, Jeff Hardy swanton Sami Zayn through a ladder, which you'll hear after this. And it ended with Sami Zayn grabbing both icy belts and claiming to be the and actually being the Intercontinental Champion. Arguably top five match of the year. And these three put on a phenomenal match, and I wish they would get another chance to do this. But yes, Joe, I agree. This ladder match was absolutely crazy. Are you kidding me? Jeff Hardy is going to do whatever the hell it takes to be crowned to retain his Intercontinental Championship. Jeff, get down from there! Next up, we have the third and final installment of 
Mr. Straight Edge's favorite and biggest moment. He said, The Fiend and Alexa Bliss's interaction. He said, Together they're great, but they have blown expectations out of the water. And conveniently, the water is where this whole thing started. Ron, you don't need to do this. That's right, Alexa Bliss was Sister Abigail. Come down the swamp fight at Extreme, the horror show at Extreme Rules. I remember going crazy because I was like, this is perfect. Because it likened back to Strowman and Bliss's little thing during the mixed match challenge. Great, great setup using Alexa Bliss, Sister Abigail. But I was interested where they were going to take it from there. And then we started seeing little interactions with her and Bray. She hit Sister Abigail on Nikki Cross. And then we got a little invite to a new character to the Firefly Funhouse. Hmm. I wonder who that could be. Looks like I saved the best surprise for last. And our fun is just getting started. And of course, the storyline did not end there. She has put has pushed forward the Fiend Orton feud. Two weeks ago on Monday Night Raw, in the middle of her Raw Women's Championship match, she transformed from Funhouse Alexa to normal Alexa. And then the lights went dark and out come the Fiend version of Alexa. It was so crazy. The Fiend and Alexa Bliss are an absolute match made in, let's say, hell. It's phenomenal. Those two work perfect together. And Alexa Bliss, and you could take, she could easily be the female superstar of the year. And not for her ring work, but for everything she's done. In the whole year wise, she has kept so many things alive and her and the fiend are perfect for each other.
Charleston doing anything she can to battle back against the darkness of Alexa Bliss. Nothing's working, Tom. Blocking effortlessly. Oh, oh. and a knee to the face. And... What, that knee? Nothing. It didn't even phase Alexa Bliss. Oh, now Asuka. Asuka trying to catch Bliss. Going to the Asuka lock. Going for the Asuka lock, but Alexa Bliss is trying to wriggle free. She has successfully, and Asuka hasn't locked in, but what is Alexa Bliss is overpowering Asuka. She's ripping away the grip of Asuka. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The mandible claw. The mandible claw by Bliss. All right, and now we come to my biggest moment of 2020. Now, we set through three pay-per-views to start the year, and then the world shut down. Did WWE slow down? Yeah, there was no house shows. But I want to give a huge, huge appreciation to every wrestler out there. AEW, WWE, doesn't make a difference. These guys make a lot of their career off the crowd reactions. Guess what there wasn't any of this year? Crowds. They did not stop performing. They knew there were millions and millions of people watching at home on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. It didn't matter. Thursdays. It didn't matter. They still went out there and put their best foot forward. They did what we never thought could be done. I mean, we've seen empty arena matches before, and they were great. They were good. But we've never seen empty arena whole years worth of pay-per-views. It's been something unique this year. And I hope that when we finally are allowed to have fans back, we don't take for granted the, the matches anymore. The undercard, the terrible matches. We enjoy the fact that we're there to watch these men and women perform and do their job. We appreciate the art of pro wrestling and the entertainment value that comes with it. We we tend to take for granted stuff when we continue to see these people on the road. Like, okay, yeah, I saw him on Monday or Tuesday night in Knoxville, and then he was on Sunday the pay per view. And it's not the same person. That doesn't that doesn't need to be taken into fact anymore. The superstars in every company worked their tails off this year to put a product out there because they knew people were at home, and they were still counting on them to do their job. Pro sports shut down for the good majority. We were welcomed back in the fall. Baseball had no fans. NFL had limited fans. College football had limited fans. Wrestling had little to no fans. And these men and women still went out there and poured their hearts out week in and week out for us at home. The least we can do is say thank you to each and every one of you for the year. This was the biggest moment of the year. You all learned your craft in front of a crowd, no matter if it was three people in a high school gym or 85,000 people at WrestleMania. This helped build your career, and you've had to take a step back and learn how to do that without a crowd and get a crowd's reaction. We saw some of the legends struggle with no crowd interaction. We watched Stone Cold try to do the watch chant by himself. 
These men and women have worked hard all year, put on a product for us at home. The least we can do is say thank you. And remember, when the bell tolls, the match is over.